Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Marlon Wayans, Kadeem Harrison, Joey Devine, Octavia Spencer, David Pamer, Flex Alexander. John Keen, Laurel Chartron, Dick Vitale, Patreons, Aaron Frome, thank you, Eric, Dustin Spencer, thank you, Dustin, Chi Chi, Muchos Gracias, Chi Chi. Chris Bonnard! Thank you, Chris! Musical guest, Dougie Fresh! And now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with another jam-packed episode. I'm here... As always, he sounds a little worse today because we are having some computer problems and he is on a phone. But you know what? Even when he's sounding his worst, that is 100% better than any other full-time co-host you can get. It's America's Uncle Dad. You might have seen him at the Punchline San Francisco this week. Comedian. Writer. Raconteur Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I want to say thank you to uh, all of the round ball what the fuckers who came out to the Sacramento punchline last weekend. Mm-hmm. And this week, you're at the San Francisco punchline until Bye. 
Saturday, right? Till Saturday, and uh, Two I'm going to announce Saturday. this. Just, just lined up today. I will be headlining the Punchline in San Francisco on Wednesday, September 29th. Probably when the same day Adam Silver rushes the beginning of the NBA season to try to injure as many players as possible. But uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, I'll make a Facebook event. Just if, do me a favor, Mark Cumming. Make it sound really exciting. Hype <laughs> it up as much as you can because, uh, you know, it'll be good. It, it should be really fun. Uh, hopefully, I can book some fun people and i've already reached out to a couple so uh sean that should be fun i think i'm in the bay area september 29th oh shit and i don't do stand-up comedy anymore but yeah would you i do read frankie muniz tweets with my friend sean if you would oh yeah we could we could also do that because we there's a whole new batch uh somehow (laughs) parts of his life got sadder since the last time We've read Frankie Beauty's tweets on stage. Live on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but seriously, also, um, if you do come to a show, definitely say hi. Yeah. Somebody said hi. Somebody else uh, just was very uh, silently supportive, and that was great. But also, um, say hi. I'm down to meet everybody. Yeah. Also, I'm uh, very unintimidating in person. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of meeting you. Uh-huh. For those there of you not in California, you still have a chance to meet Sean and I. That's right. We're doing another informal meetup. That's right. I'm I want to make it clear how informal this August 10th at Summer League at 10:30 p.m. at the Billionaire Buyer slot machines in the Golden Nugget cuz we're going to be there. Come Put $20 into the Tillman Fertitta slot machine and take that motherfucker for every dollar he's worth. Every goddamn dollar. Speaking of dollars, this <laughs> this motherfucker, Tillman Fertitta, thinks he's so famous, it's a dollar a pull slot machine. So a max bet is like 5 or $10. It's crazy. Uh-huh. But anyway, we're going to win we won a little bit last year, but then we made the mistake of getting drinks at the Golden Nugget Casino. I bought everyone who was there around with the winnings and then just gave the money back to Tillman Fertitta. That was stupid, Sean. We'll go to a different casino for the drinks after we win, right? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're like, that scumbag. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get our drink money at the Nugget. We'll be going to the, the uh, Queen of Hearts, maybe. No, the Four Queens. Yeah, the yeah, Four we Queens. We like the That's Four right. Queens. We like the Four Queens. We like uh, Binions. We like Binions. Binions. The Fremont's a little sad. Well, the... I'll, I'll, I will say this. If I hit it big on that slot machine, I'm going to use it to do that uh, weird thing where you glide over Fremont Street. I have forgotten what it's called. It has a weird name. (laughs) It's called Slotzilla, Sean. Slotzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, also, while we're doing business, I might as well do this. Roundrockpod at gmail.com. Uh-huh. At Round Rock Pod on Twitter. That's right. Um, Patreon.com slash Round Rock Pod. Where we're, we're doing a new thing, Sean. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's not that new. It's a couple months old now. But 
where instead of make, giving you one big episode a week, we're giving you lots of little tiny episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the silliest stuff we can think of, five or ten minutes where you can just do your dishes and uh, laugh at Corbin's <laughs> That's right. He's he's recently because he was on today. He was Sean. I invented a game show mm-hmm. called Fake or Not Fake, an NBA uh-huh. draft prospect game show. You're opening virtual suitcases with draft profiles. Mm-hmm. Where what I did was I took two real NBA draft prospects and one from an NBA 2K21 draft class. Uh-huh. And I made Corbin Smith try and decide who was real and who was fake. Um I'm hitting randomly in this 10-minute podcast. Hell yeah. Let's see where it comes up. Very smooth catch and shoot threat. Moves his feet and contests pull-ups and a terrific transition finisher. His weakness Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. You say what you were going to say. No, no, no. I want to hear all the stuff before I ask additional questions. His weaknesses include doesn't have quickness, not very effective with his left hand, and not a good finisher through contact. Those weaknesses all apply to my sex life. (laughs) Any questions about Joshua Primo? Is this a a white fella? No, all three of these (laughs) fellas are of African-American descent. (laughs) All right, that was Corbin trying to figure out who was a real NBA draft prospect. Uh By the way, spoiler alert, Joshua Primo is a real NBA draft Uh prospect. And he's not a white fella. Are we sure that was the real Corbin? Because I didn't hear any construction noises. Yeah, I know. <laughs> explosions going off, like like rakes being stepped on. Well, he was in on. his happy place with his chilly foot baths, so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a heavy blanket on his body and a heavy blanket of chilly on his feet. Just playing, barely paying attention, thinking about uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Plan a Switch game. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very entertaining Patreon, I gotta say. Um... And, spoiler alert, uh, it's going up today, but uh, we learned some troubling things about Robin Lopez on uh, oh. the NBA, the last NBA, in NBA Finals Game 4, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a hold of some, some voicemails to his brother, um, so that'll yeah. be up today. I mean, I, I gotta say shout out to uh, Kenny K, Kenny Klippenstein, telling me about uh, had a foyer request, and somehow I got these Robin Lopez voicemails. Yeah, yeah. So, so thanks to the K- the God, the foyer God, mm-hmm. Ken Ken K Ken Clippin Kenny K Kenny um, K our buddy. Uh, all right, we've got some mail, Sean. We talked about kind of nothing for nine minutes and forty two. Oh, God, seconds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, We're burning daylight. But luckily, we got a really good phone call, Sean. Okay, I love it. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. 
WordPress 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press zero at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. forget how fast the robot says the phone number it's very funny um, well it's in the it's in the twitter now so i think that's it's also... always been in the twitter first off but the number is 323-682-0342 please give us a call we love hearing from our listeners yeah it's but great. what i want you to do is don't do what this guy did this guy we have a call from this guy it's an amazing call it's but really good. He made a rookie mistake. <laughs> uh-huh. He did not say his name. So I yeah. cannot tell you who called or they. They did not say their name. I don't want to assume gender. Um, but make sure to say their say your name because uh, we like knowing who's calling us and who especially when they're so good. Anyway, here's yeah, an really amazing voicemail shot. Hey, guys. I'm sitting here watching this playoff game and Something's been bothering me this whole season about this Chris Paul State Farm commercial with the Sabrina Ionescu WNBA player. I don't know, but they hand him the Jake from State Farm hands them the scripts and Chris reads it and he says, Jake, you know, Chris reads so and so and then his body turns into a basketball. But when he when he says that, he doesn't turn into a basketball. Chris Paul was holding a basketball, and he disappears, and the basketball he was holding starts bouncing. If he had turned into a basketball, there'd be two basketballs bouncing. I just feel like this whole thing is so disjointed this season, and not to mention that this Jake from State Farm guy is like some cooler-looking guy than the original Jake from State Farm, which is like a schlubby white guy. It's like starting to feel like I had a stroke. Anyway, um, hope you guys can make sense of this. Take care. Um, first <laughs> off, Sean, uh-huh. uh, you, I would say, are the historian of the Chris Paul uh, yeah. State Farm ads. You've been keeping up with this since the intro, I would say, the introduction of Cliff Paul. Mm-hmm. So, so Cliff Paul comes in and what? Well, we can't get into the history of Cliff Paul, but keep going. Well, let me let me let me just give you a quick. I'm I'm just going to go through the stages of the State Farm mm-hmm. evolution, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. First of all, Jake from State Farm was not involved in the, the Paul all. universe for a while. Yeah, it was a schlubby white guy. He was on one call. Uh, not involving Chris Paul. No, no, not at all. Completely different we, commercial. What we initially had was a horrifying backstory mm-hmm. about two twins mm-hmm. who were separated at birth for some reason, mm-hmm. raised separately despite being identical twins. Yeah. And uh, he loved to assist that uh, we, we learned about some short-lived other twins. Mm-hmm. Um, John Stockton had a twin. Steph Curry had a twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't explore those a lot. 
And then when Sebastian uh, Curry, because they couldn't name him Seth Curry, because, because that a was real his, person yeah, his, named Seth Curry. Yeah. His parents actually were <laughs> adhering to again, much like Steph Curry changed the NBA. Uh, the Curry family also revolutionized State Farm brother naming conventions. But also, even that was shitty. They should have just called him Steve Curry. That would have been even funnier. What were yeah. they doing? Keep Didn't going. they have Don Stockton? Yeah, it was Don Stockton. And then um, I want to say there was a WNBA player. It might have been Maya Moore had one, but I can't remember Maya Moore's name. Maya yeah, Moore's twin. It doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> look, look, it, all respect to Maya Moore. She had to drop out of State Farm commercials to uh, exonerate uh, wrongfully convicted people. And I think that was a good choice. Which, you know uh, what? That's better behavior than I'm sure her twin who works for the insurance company is doing. Yeah. I think that's better work. A, I mean, more she, she works for a fucking insurance company? Yeah, that's probably a lot better. <laughs> Although, shouts to State Farm for uh, giving me a dividend because of all the uh, all the success of these commercials, I guess. So while this is all happening, Chris Paul is also going through a fairly surreal environment where animals are destroying his home. Uh, Damian Lillard and DeAndre Jordan are like playing paintball. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, they kill off Cliff Paul. Yeah. Because Chris Paul goes to Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think James they Harden's don't have, jealous. Well, no, I think it's they don't have green screens in the whole city of Houston or something. Uh, maybe maybe yeah. that's it. Or they uh, they were as a, they were out of mustache glue. Uh huh. There was it's yeah, actually yeah, illegal. You, no, it's in too Texas. humid. It's too humid yeah, yeah, down yeah, there yeah. for mustache glue. Uh, so what happens in, instead is his new sidekick is uh, Oscar Nunez mm-hmm. from The Office. Yeah. And even then, animals are destroying his home. But this time, it's like the mascot of the Houston Rockets. Clutch is it's doing a, it a lot. Clutch, yeah. Clutch is destroying An his house. An actual buck destroys his house. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. And, and this is... I do not think there's a large deer population uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. I might be wrong about that. Houston is pretty sprawling as a city. Uh, but, but again, he's still... All that is happening with Chris Paul this whole time is psychological trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, uh, they kill off Oscar Nunez as well, because he's (laughs) not allowed to travel to Oklahoma City. Uh And this year, it has become extremely surreal. Chris Paul is finally feeling the effects of many, many years of his possessions being destroyed. Except the ones we're we're talking about. They sort of dropped that plot line, too, when they bring Sabrina Ionesco in. Well, let me me lead up to it. So so now Chris Paul's actually remembering he's in, he's broken the fourth wall, but also it feels like he's been broken as an individual. Well, there are also some where he can actually hear the theme song. Uh huh, and he's like aware that it's a commercial, yeah. and he's worried about his family. And now his sidekick is a a race changed Jake from State Farm, mm-hmm. who's now a very handsome black man rather than a pudgy white man. So now they had a bunch of they had a bunch of ads where Chris, which Paul by the is... way, I want to say I like this Jake from State Farm better than the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other guy, the other guy. 
was in like one commercial, right? Yeah. It's I just mean, weird they decided. Like, why did his name have to be Jake? Why? Is, why, why exactly. Like, why because wouldn't you? If you remember right, our friend Dan Gill uh-huh. was also just a State Farm agent in the yeah. one where Kevin Love is a child. That's horrific. But yes, he is in their the State Farm agent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't know why you would have to make him Jake from State Farm. Give him his know. own identity. Well, I, mean, I don't look, know if you've look. watched television that's not the playoffs this year, Sean. Mm-hmm. But there are Jake from State Farm ads without Chris Paul. And yes. as an NBA fan, it is jarring. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, where's it's... Chris Paul? <laughs> well, look, it's one thing if it's Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. They're, they're sure. adjacent to the CP3-verse. But no, it's weird when it's a stranger or like a pizza delivery guy. Or at the bu- same time, butcher. there's one with a butcher too. He yeah. literally could have had any name, and you wouldn't have to worry about like, are we supposed to believe this is a different guy named Jake who works right, from State yeah. Farm, or are you supposed to? F- I change it. It's they've gone too far, obviously. <laughs> but there was just no reason to name him Jake. <laughs> Uh, okay, so anyway, and yeah, I want to be very clear. I think he's actually a good commercial actor. Like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. Jake. I like Look, Jake. Don't, no he's disrespect. Good. He's yeah. not the problem. He no. didn't pick that name. He's doing great. He's <laughs> just confusing. It. It's just what they could have literally chosen any name besides Jake, and it would have been great. But Jake was like, it just confuses people. Mm-hmm. And, I also oh, okay. gotta say, I don't think that initial Jake from State Farm ad is so good that you have to, like, it's a pretty good joke for a commercial where it's uh-huh. like, oh, your wife thinks you're fucking the State Farm guy or whatever, uh-huh. but like. And he's like, oh, I'm in a polo shirt, yeah. Yeah, like, it's a, I but... mean, it's a pretty funny commercial, but I don't know if that's like one of the tent poles of the franchise you're putting up, you know? It's like, you know, we've got Chris we, Paul, <laughs> and we have this character named Jake. It almost feels like it's State Farm is doing a Disney approach where they're like, we just got to monetize all the IP we have. And the IP we have is Jake. <laughs> Do you think... Here's a question, though. Do you think their idea is that, like, Jake is, like, James Bond? They're just going to recast him forever into eternity. I mean, I ho- I hope this guy gets a good run. He yeah, seems yeah, good, but <laughs> but I think I think that might be a message where they're like, okay, I think the message like, might Vulture, be... 10 years from now, are they going to be writing like, is it time for a female Jake from State uh-huh, Farm? <laughs> that's called, I mean, I, I'm going to pitch that article tomorrow. Um, yes. But also, I think they're sending a message like, "Don't get too comfortable." It's we fair. didn't even we didn't even need to keep his like race poor, the same like, when like we recast it. Daryl Hammond uh, mm-hmm. spent all that time learning the <laughs> the Colonel Sanders impression, and then was immediately replaced. And Norm Macdonald was like, "Hey, what's this guy talk like? Oh yeah, chicken. Uh, yeah, right, uh. hey, just kind of talks like me." Yeah, buy some fucking chicken. And they're like, yeah, cut and print. <laughs> but also, uh, State Farm, much like the Green Bay Packers, brought in a younger quarterback to push Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. 
And it's possible that Aaron Rodgers also has a blood feud with whoever the general manager of State Farm commercials is yeah. for trying to trying to make Mahomes come in and steal his spot. Anyway, we need to answer the question Sorry. about the basketball. Okay. So now it has gotten very surreal, and there was no hint at any point that magic transmogrification was part of the State Farm universe. And yet, they've decided that Chris Paul can be turned into a fucking basketball. Except he doesn't. He isn't turned into a basketball. But you're right, you're right, you're right. Because he just disappears and the existing basketball Yeah, like, where does he go? Well, the script says he turns into a basketball, but clearly he has a basketball. Our our anonymous caller is absolutely factually correct Mm -hmm. in all that he talked about. But also, like... What world are we living in now? Because <laughs> it was it was one thing when there was abusive animals. Uh, I still think that the Phoenix Suns are not going to win the NBA Finals until they tell us what the fuck is going on with Cliff Paul, who returned <laughs> yeah. from the dead uh-huh. for for a three second cameo in a commercial. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul's fake children were they so bring excited. him back like he's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happens. We don't get any closure about this. Again, this incredibly traumatic thing happened when someone separated identical twins. How did they even get switched? What family was there? Like his mom had twins. And yet she comes home with one baby and some other insurance loving family brings Stole home Stole a baby. Hall. They stole, stole a baby. Because <laughs> they the only way that works is they don't have a baby. Right. Unless there's a third baby loose somewhere in the world. And that baby's like rapping Dame Lillard. <laughs> like in the and then Chris Paul adopts him for the Hooper. It's very confusing. But anyway, um there should be two basketballs, is yeah. what I'm saying. And one of them is uh, a a a, horrib- a horrified humanoid sentient basketball. Yeah, that, that basketball needs Paul. to look fucked up. If oh you if that's what you're going to do, it's going to look fucked up. You know what we didn't even bring up? Uh-huh. Last year's set of State Farm commercials where Chris Paul was being stalked and possibly murdered by Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Who's like trying to get his son? Like, that's the weird thing. If he was just a Chris Paul imposter who was yeah. coming to the house, like, that's a little more... There are definitely ones where he's pretending to be this kid's dad. Uh-huh, and that's like... That's very troubling. Um, but... I'm going to say the basketball, Sean, Uh is not even the weirdest thing about this commercial. Okay. Because our friend John L. in the Mm -hmm. Round Ball Rock Recap Patreon um, pointed out he took a bunch of screenshots from the ad. And in it, Sabrina Ionescu, I'll just read it. Two screenshots. Chris Paul is listed as six feet tall, but is widely known he's a little shorter than that. She's listed as 5'11", but looks at least two inches shorter than him in this ad. My question, is she also lying about her height, or is Chris Paul on an apple box? Ooh. So Chris Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. 
famously in... listed at six feet tall, but everyone says he's more like 5'10". Well, his draft measurement uh-huh. without sneakers was five foot eleven and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Great. And apparently in sneakers he's six one. So I'm actually not sure if he was listed taller before he's listed taller. they <laughs> he's listed six feet. So yeah. his real height is like five eleven. Five eleven, yeah. So Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What I will say is they do have her standing significantly behind him. It's just angled in a way where you can't tell. And it's to make him look taller than her. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, Sabrina Ionescu and I are from the exact same place. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why you are both two of the greatest basketball players alive. It's true. Um, it's um... true. Uh, she's also significantly younger than me. Mm-hmm. Significantly, Joey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really. Know I don't what I'm know saying. what you're saying. Actually, I think her real height is maybe five ten. So what we've learned is they're 11. both lying about their height. Yeah, yeah. So that actually <laughs> should be a slightly below normal size. Here's basketball. what I wonder, though. Do you think? They used the magic of State Farm's universe to make him one inch taller, so she looked two inches shorter than him in this act. Yes, yes, I think that's true. He's like, I will not be turned into a basketball or a cardboard cutout that falls down uh-huh. with the alternate tape. Yeah. That is a weird, like, director's cut the weird thing DVD about, extra of the, a commercial. The weird thing about these CP3 Sabrina ones is... How cheap they are. They are so cheap. Uh-huh. It's honestly like, I mean, they were clearly filmed during COVID, but after you could have people star on camera and maskless together. Uh-huh. And that's why the effects are so bad. <laughs> but I mean, that's why I was... they're like doing camera tricks I would have done in like a ninth grade. With a video I was, camera. I was going to say specifically I did that in a seventh grade project. Yeah. And I'm older than you. Yeah. So it's even more primitive where you just turn the camera off and then turn it back on and people are standing in the same place. Or there's a basketball. One fewer basketball than there should mm-hmm. be in the shot. Just bounce so two basketballs. The... Yeah. I don't know, man. All right, we have talked about this for way longer than I thought we would. I will say... I, I still feel like we haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet. And we haven't. <laughs> We're going to have our friends from the Ad Wizards pod on eventually to talk about the every single one of these ads. Mm-hmm. We are um, going to make these non-basketball fans it's gonna, it's dive gonna so deep. Three, it's going to be a three-hour episode where we talk <laughs> about every episode. Yeah. Um, Sean, we also got some reader mail from our friend El Hafnero. Um, normally, I guess I should play the drop here. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Alright, Sean, we got a question from our friend El Hafnero. You're hiking and a bear crosses your path. Which NBA player do you want next to you, helping you scare it away? Oh, man. This is uh, is, uh, pretty interesting for me because I'm about to go go backpacking in Glacier National Park, Mm -hmm. which is full of bears. 
Um, I you're scared about I it. I guess you're supposed to have bear spray. Are you bringing I'm a bear f- banger? We're wearing. I, I I don't actually. Is that just a noise making thing? Uh, it's look. I watch a lot of Alone on the History Channel. Oh and yeah, they yeah, always yeah. give them a bear banger. And oh, it's man. like a loud firework that they shoot into the air to scare the uh, bear. I got to say, that show and 90 Day Fiance, I got on to real late. Mm-hmm. They're very, very good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Alone man, is one of the best shows on in the one world. Of the fir- one of the best. Oh, oh, the, the first season, mm-hmm. the, there's, a, there's a really arrogant cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who lasts one single night because he gets so scared. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, they're all like this. They're all like this. Um, so, um, yeah, so I guess we're bringing bear spray. I will not be handling that. You have to, like, I'm, I'm fine. We have bear containers, which um, also stymied me for about 20 mm-hmm. minutes on the last backpacking trip. But yeah, I guess, I guess the two things you're supposed to do is make a lot of noise and make yourself look really big uh-huh so we're looking at somebody who can either scare a bear or at the at the worst scenario i mean no one can fight a bear like a gorilla can't fight a bear mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say not kevin garnett mm-hmm. kevin garnett is that bear's like, not uh, European. Yeah, enough. if it was a European yeah. bear, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not what you're going to encounter. Because <laughs> otherwise, he is he is running and he is still in great shape, and he is going to leave you behind. Because you need to be either very scary to a bear or faster than everyone else in your group. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of intimidation, I think historically your best choice is uh, Nikola Pekovic. That's pretty good, uh, but because he... I think he's maybe killed a bear himself right. already. Yeah, um, but I also don't know. I don't know if his kind of like cold assassin like intensity works on a bear the same way it would intimidate a human. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Joel Embiid. No, but also I kind of think relative to a bear. I don't know if there's that much difference between a center and a guard in this scenario. You know what I mean? Because if a bear's 10 feet tall, I does mean, he really care if you're 6'10 or 6'6? I think if you're, if Bobon's there, yes. Well, Bo- Bobon is the size of a bear. Yeah. Bobon's pretty good. Yeah, Bobon is not my answer, but uh, that was where my brain first went. Yeah, that was actually also my first thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want someone that can look big and be intimidating? Give me, give me your answer, and I'm going to think about it for to a second. To me, sec. okay, you said big and loud, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's only one person. Like, Bobon <laughs> is big but not loud, right? Uh-huh. There's only one person that's both big and loud, and... Oh. You can't touch this. That's right, Dwight Howard, you baby. <laughs> you can't touch this. My, my, my. You can't touch this. The off season gets so low, makes me bored all day long. But thankfully, I've got a music team that help me ride and keep the beat. I'm still a kid, even though I'm grown. A Superman homeboy in Orlando, and I'm known as such. And this is my team. You can't touch this. Um, yeah, the. 
it's the answer for me is clearly Dwight Howard. First off, he's stupid enough to try and fight it while I run away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Also, um, his farts might send <laughs> it away. <laughs> uh huh. Also, he's really loud and really big. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so I have, I think I have two answers. Your answer is very good. I think Yusuf Nurkic would be pretty good in this situation. Sure. Also because he would he would somehow have a t-shirt listing a bunch of hunters who had killed bears mm. recently. Sure. And that would mess with him psychologically. The only problem is that um, you can't count on him to be healthy for this trip. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a nagging injury along the trail mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know if you can count yeah, on Yeah, that's him. the downside with Dwight Howard, is I actually have to go on a hike with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Nurkic, I think, would be pretty fun. He'd have some really good vegan snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, injury-prone. The other guy, I think, um, Draymond Green. Pretty good. Very Loud. loud. Not that big though. Span. Bigger. Not that big, but but I mean, I I just think with a bear, your relative size difference does not make that much difference. I think just the intensity. He'd talk shit to the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not. He's probably not going to be very good if the bear is uh, twenty-two feet away from mm-hmm. him. But in close, he can be pretty effective. I mean, I still think this is the correct answer. Here's this coach who has said when he's done coaching. I'll be dead. He'll wait. His hands in the air. Tell a few things, but his fingers to his head. This is not how you become a winner. Like beef is just once and I'm high dinner. Ooh. And slide your Just one time. Why try and jump? Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> what impression was that just now? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's done Arnold. He's done Charles Barkley. Oh, when you see me. Oh my god, what a nightmare. Can what I can ask you a qu- can I ask you a question yeah. about this album which is for children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what children are gonna know Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> like what's your access to like, oh these kids are gonna love me? I, I do feel like kids would kind of be more familiar with Barkley, but like in two thousand nine, they're still familiar with Arnold, dude. The people are like that shit. Like the Terminator, just like it, uh, it just like exists in pop culture forever. You know just, what I mean? It just seems like a weird thing for like but an eight like, year old in twenty ten. But why? Why, did, also, why... why is doing impressions <laughs> that's the bigger question but like why when we were eight in whenever we were eight did we know who like marilyn monroe was you know what i mean it's yeah, like I guess, the same I guess. Shit. you know you're right you're right um all right sean uh we're gonna do the news but first uh sean we have a sponsor oh we do do you like bacon Of course you like bacon. The Bacon Bash at Red Robin is on. A new bacon jam and burger, bacon jam and wings, even bacon on a shake. Ready to bring on the bacon? Come to Red Robin for the limited time Bacon Bash. Try the bacon jam and burger, bacon jam and wings, 
and even candied bacon on a shake. Ooh, like you need another reason to love bacon. The Bacon Bash at Red Robin is like the league championship and all-star game all in one, but for bacon. Mmm, bacon. Try the bacon jam and burger, bacon jam and wings, and even candied bacon topping on the caramel and cookie crumb shake. Ready to meet the all-star lineup for the Bacon Bash at Red Robin? The spotlight is definitely on the bacon jam and burger with savory sweet bacon jam and hardwood smoked bacon. But don't sleep on the bacon jam and wings tossed in bacon jam and barbecue sauce and topped with bacon crumbles. And everyone is raving about the sweet action of the caramel and cookie crumb shake topped with candied bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? Check out Bacon Bash at Red Robin. They put together a full-on bacon offensive. Wow, with the bacon jam and burger, bacon jam and wings, and even a caramel and cookie crumb shake topped with, you guessed it, bacon. Learn more, place an order, or find a Red Robin near you at redrobin.com. Wow. Sean, I transcribed that entire thing. What? (laughs) Which, doesn't it feel like that's like... Okay, so the reason we read that is... um, I've been obsessed with it for like a month now. For some reason, ESPN signed this deal with uh, Red Robin where they made Brian Windhorst and Zach Lowe read this this ad over and over and over again for like a month. And to me, it reads like Red Robin gave them this copy, but you weren't supposed to read it all together. You know, it was like... Uh-huh. Cause right. of how many times they say bacon, jam, and burger, bacon, jam, and wings. <laughs> uh, and I feel like someone at ESPN was too busy listening to Rachel Nichols' phone calls to actually, like, cut the, the, the ad copy uh-huh. up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think because I think that's probably true. It is upsetting how many times they make them say bacon jamming. Well, bacon jamming, and then and then it's like, like like if you if you hadn't forced the heart attack yet, uh-huh. get those cookie crumble shakes in there. But it's also just like it's the most repetitive thing I've ever heard. Well, and it also makes me think like at a certain point I'm like bacon jamming. Uh-huh. You know, just like yeah. it just oh, to me feels like they're repeating the words bacon jam and burger so much it's like they want it to appear <laughs> in a mirror and haunt them. Um, it's so uh, now, Joey. Here's look, a we're gonna have a Patreon episode specifically about this, uh-huh. but uh, but but would you, if you wanted to talk to people about the bacon jam and burger? A great option for that would be Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that one later. (laughs) Oh man, Joey! uh, Once I'm, I'm also just kind of happy Red Robin's still in business. I don't necessarily care for it, but once, uh, at on one of the last days of school, we took our senior English teacher, a real, real like hard man of a. It was tough but fair a lot. Uh, anyway, we took him to Red Robin. And we told him stories about some of the terrible pranks that children in our class had done. And he was mostly pretty horrified about that and also talked to him about how much fun it was to uh, 
pretend it was someone's birthday and make a restaurant staff sing to them. And then at the end of the, the meal, they came and sang to our teacher. And he was really embarrassed and incredibly uncomfortable. And that was and that was kind of why my graduating class didn't even have a faculty speaker. <laughs> um, all right, we gotta talk about the news. Uh, all right, let's do it. Sean, I gotta say, this might be a record. We went forty two minutes before even getting to the news. <laughs> um, all right. The finals are even happening. Okay. <laughs> This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, you said it. The finals are happening. So I assume our top story is going to be about the finals, right? It's about a, a very important basketball story done by uh, the gray lady herself. America's top journalism and newsletter outlet, the New York Times. Mark Stein? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, it's, it's it's not that. It's not soap on Deb. It is a story about Jeannie Bus, stand-up comedian. Oh, great! So Jeannie Bus, the Lakers owner. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been covering this story pretty. <laughs> we're actually pretty on we're top like of that. We're like on top also, of this. Uh, I'm gonna say we maybe broke the story about her relationship with um, Jay Moore. Yeah, yeah. The famous SNL plagiarist Jay Moore, <laughs> star of More Divorced. Uh. Sorry, it's called Gary Unmarried. It's called Gary Unmarried. And uh, action. Um. Uh, so I'm gonna read you a little excerpt. Please right do. Now. She had prepared for this moment for months. Months and a week, actually. She missed her first stand-up showcase at North Hollywood's Ha Ha Cafe in September 2018 because her day job got in the way. When you're the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James is making his preseason debut, a comedy coming out party can wait. Now, Joey, you live in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles for many years. Mm -hmm. How familiar are you at, again, as someone who, like a large part of your peer group is stand-up comedians. Yes, yeah, yeah correct. I how used familiar, to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. How familiar are you with the haha Cafe? It's like Hollywood? a name people drop as like a joke. Right, it's like saying the Chuckle Hut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I looked it up. I was also not very familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as someone who spent a decent amount of time in North Hollywood. Doing stand-up uh, comedy. Yeah, it's right next to North Hollywood Toyota. Mm-hmm. I checked hahacafe.com. Well, uh, Brendan that... Schaub is headlining this week, Sean. Uh, oh, well, that's and, pretty good. MMA man, Brendan Schaub. He's, he says what he, he, says yeah, what he thinks, dude. Yeah, he, he says what does. everybody's thinking, but he's the one. With CTE. He's got the fucking balls. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I checked hahacafe.com. That actually redirected to hahacomedyclub.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is uh, an expired site, but it used to be run on Squarespace. Great. Um, and I looked at the they Yelp reviews. They should try Facebook groups. Yeah, they um. really should. Um, and most of the Yelp reviews were about how easy it was to park. Yeah. Although a fair number of them were about how difficult it was to park. 
Well, that's L.A. for you, you know? Now, I'm a little disappointed in the New York Times um, for the usual reasons. Not enough of Genie Buss's set right. in this There's article. There's only one joke in this whole article. And uh, do you want to read it or should I read it? Yeah, sure, I'll read it. Uh, someone called me Barbie. Buss, who has blonde hair, said to open her set. In L.A., I'm actually Barbie's mom. Oh, killer. How old is Jeannie Buss? She's in her 60s. Yeah, she's, she's well, she's actually about to turn 60 this year. Okay. So, yeah, um, a six-year-old woman, that's actually probably Barbie's grandma. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that's like Barbie's mom or grandma everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. But you know what? Look, I kind of don't want to tear into Jeannie Buss's stand-up No, set. actually. You want to know why? Uh -huh. Because stand-up is hard, and also, she just sold a television show, and I would like <laughs> to write on it. <laughs> um, well, also, I would say that this article, I expected to read it and just be ready to dunk on Jeannie Buss, and instead, um, it made me like Jeannie Buss more. I kind of always liked Jeannie Buss. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, well, I liked her to begin with, but as now as far I'm like, as inherited as you know, inherited millionaires go, she's not yeah, a billionaire, but, right? Yeah, no, they just own the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess if they sold the Lakers, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they own, and it's interesting because a lot of the a lot, so much of the NBA is just these bloodless venture capitalists mm -hmm. or. Like, you know, and, and weirdly, actively, the Lakers are a family business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone else is like these bone collectors, like, like weird. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, would never smuggle a penguin skull out of Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. She might, she might make a donation for a penguin habitat at the LA Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also think that um, she, it's also. I think it is very endearing that she loved stand-up comedy for, like, decades. Mm -hmm. And then Theo Vaughn mm -hmm. uh, from The Challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sent his, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Heather McDonald from Chelsea lately uh -huh. uh, convinced her to take a stand-up class at a barbecue. At a July 4th barbecue, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she took the course after her dad died and gave up. Because and, like, she was it, too sad to do stand-up. Yeah, and then but what and... she didn't realize is that's the perfect time to do stand up. Oh, when oh, you're too absolutely. sad, when oh, you're yeah, happy. Yeah. Like here's here's the problem with Jeannie Buss's trajectory. She started uh -huh. doing it after they got LeBron James. The perfect yeah. time to be the to she would have written her best stuff when she had to watch fucking Jordan Clarkson and D'Angelo Russell get oh yeah done Deon every night. Do you think? Do you think she was hesitant to have Dean because D'Angelo Russell might film her yeah, set yeah, and leak and it on the internet? All her yeah, I think that's yeah, a yeah. that's a regular. Don't film comedians, guys. Um, but yeah, she's sold a show about the back offices of an NBA team. Which bad news for Joey because he you and his friend Josh Androsky yeah. had been working on a pilot about that. It's a really good pilot. Jeannie Buss or Mindy Kaling or Elaine Coe, if you're listening. Uh, I will send you your pilot, please, my pilot, please staff me. Joey, would you send it to the fourth producer of that show? Yes. Who's the fourth producer? It's Linda Rambis. Yeah, absolutely. 
look, but you wouldn't send it to Kurt. No, because right? I'm I'm friends with Lakers. We're Paladin. loyal to the Lakers yeah. Paladin, and but Lakers Paladin loves Linda Rambis. That is true, actually. Linda Rambis is his guy. Is her his? That's who. <laughs> Lakers Paladin thinks Linda Rambis is the genius in that front office. Yeah. And he might, he's probably right. <laughs> well, and also, I think that sometimes, you know, like, like almost all NBA owners are bastards. I don't really think Jeannie Buss is. No. In fact, like, I, she was clearly really fucked up when she had to take the team away from her brother. Well, that she sucked. Was, her dad yeah. dying sucked. Kobe dying sucked. Like, whatever you think of Kobe... I kind of think his personal friend Jeannie Buss had a pretty rough time with it. Yeah. Now, um, to be fair, um, <laughs> she did date Phil Jackson for like 30 years or whatever. Uh, and he's not great. <laughs> I also think he broke up with her because he wanted to be rehired as the Lakers coach and they uh -huh. hired Mike D'Antoni <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. But that sucks. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say this again. Jeannie Buss. I'm headlining the San Francisco Punchline on <laughs> September 29th. Guest set. Come do mm -hmm. a guest set. Five to seven minutes. And I That's... will hand you my pilot. I'll, uh -huh. Heck, I'll read it to you. You won't even have to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeannie, um, you know, whatever you want on your rider. Uh, the, the club right now offers delicious flatbread pizzas, mm -hmm. uh, three different kinds of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Caesar salad, you can add chicken. Mm -hmm. They got quesadillas, and they're selling really, really large beers right now because, for some reason, Live Nation decided to stock their comedy clubs exclusively the same way they stock arenas. Right. So, uh, <laughs> where it's hard to get a drink, so their default size is a 24-ounce beer. So, Jeannie... I'll even give you a ride back to the hotel. I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a like a. I'm not. I'm not coming on. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being an ally. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, anyway, five to seven minutes. You know what? We could negotiate for eight. Uh huh. September light 29th. at three. Yeah, she got the light whenever she wants. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I would. I think she should probably get a light with two minutes left. Mm hmm. But, you know. See, I always liked it at three because my brain would always try and do two jokes. Oh, well, that's two good. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. For a while, I was getting Honestly, a seven-minute light. Yeah, I probably should have been getting a five-minute light, even at a five-minute set, because I always tried to put too many jokes in my... Uh... Look, look, that's, that's what comedy is about. Getting as many of your jokes into your limited <laughs> amount of time. A lesson I still have not learned about stand-up comedy. <laughs> Uh, Sean, is there a quote from um, the Love Master in this article? Oh, Craig Shoemaker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> comedians come from pain, and right away you're saying, what kind of pain can she have? Money, looks, fame. She owns one of the most storied franchises in history. In seconds, you can break that barrier by telling your truth. It always comes out if you're a phony, and she's not. I will say this. It doesn't always come out if you're a phony. No. In well, fact, uh, it often does not. Um, mm -hmm. Including uh, maybe like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Steve Renazizzi from mm -hmm. FX's The League. Well, I mean, it's, it did come out that he did not die in 9-11 like yeah. he was telling people. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? Yeah. 
I'm just glad also, Jeannie Bus is friends Steve with. Steve Rennes, is he? Okay, go ahead. Five, five to six minutes. <laughs> I'm not offering you eight because you did fib about it, but also, you know, and it's it, I, I've been in that situation before. It's hard to back down. Um, <laughs> September 29th at the SF punchline. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy. To, I'm happy to know Jeannie Bus is still friends with Craig Shoemaker. Because uh-huh. I'm sure they met because he was Magic Johnson's sidekick on the Magic Hour, right? Yes, John? yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely, how they met. He also got fired, and Howard Stern made fun of Magic Johnson when he went on the show and was like, "Where's the white guy? Mm-hmm. Where'd the white guy go?" Yeah. Well, you know what? The Love Master's cool. I like Craig Shoemaker. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. <but> whatever. <laughs> look, look, you're friends with it. It's not his fault the show was like that. He did get fired because he said the show is a nightmare. And I, you know, I, I respect his truth. Yeah. People would have known if he was a phony. And he's not. <laughs> Craig uh, Shoemaker, you're too big for <laughs> September 29th of the punchline. I'm looking forward to to checking out your specials. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, <laughs> I just have Zach Collins written here. What happened to Zach Collins? Uh, did he make the, another lewd gesture? He did not. He uh, The Blazers announced that they have no tolerance for lewd behavior mm-hmm. among team employees. They will not be sending him, offering him a $7 million qualifying offer for wow. next season. All because he made a really, really lewd uh, sexist gesture. Um, they must have really investigated this hard, right? You know, I, I heard they actually had uh, a team of investigators and they actually fired the ones who were posting uh, MAGA propaganda mm-hmm. and, on and the internet. Cuckold porn? Yeah, this was, uh, this was just uh, a very diverse group of investigators they looked, they examined the video of that and gesture the reason for they, six they, weeks. Yeah, the reason they announced it today is because it was a, such a thorough investigation. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they, they got really deep into it. Um, yeah, that's that's the blazer way. Yeah, uh, you, you know you, what? You cross every T. Yeah, you, you, it's, you know what? That gesture is not proprietary, Sean. It belongs <laughs> nowhere near the place. Yeah, it's in, it's in the public domain. Yeah. Uh, but also, um, it's his uh, third ankle surgery in nine months. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Get better, Zach Collins, and maybe maybe think about the 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 gestures you make on television. <laughs> All right, buddy. Is it crazy that? Uh... Three years ago, right in the playoffs, it looked like the Blazers' front court of the future was going to be Myers Leonard and Zach Collins, and they both lost their jobs for being lewd. <laughs> yeah, they both they both been canceled. <laughs> Granted, Zach Collins has only been canceled by us. We're the only people uh-huh. who talk about it. Well, and still, it's the grossest hand gesture I've ever seen in my entire life. I will say Yusuf Nurkic got canceled by Serbia. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, but actually, it actually seems like Jokic does not have any kind of grudge against him. No. And yeah, like I, actually likes friends. him. Yeah, yeah I think they're buddies. Yeah. yeah, he's not a horse racing judge, so. Uh-huh. But you know what? I think this is the move that's going to turn it around for Neil O'Shea in Portland, <laughs> clearing up that extra $3 million in cap space. 
I mean, they're gonna I, end up re-signing him for a little. Of course, I, I was know thinking it. about this. There's no it's, way Neil Oshie is gonna let him go. The Warriors did this to Kevon Looney too. They didn't pick up his qualifying offer either. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Sean, it's time to talk about some actual basketball. Uh, do you hear that? Got it time. this coach who has said when is the I'll coach? I'll only be dead. He'll wave his hands in the air, yell a few things, but his fingers to his head. This is not how you become a winner. Play defense just once, and I'm out of dinner. I'll be back. Oh wait, there's there it is. Why you standing there, man? Can't touch this. No sound of bell. School's in, sucker. Can't touch this. Guess who it is? The governor. I'm a fan of the white, but he's scared, so he calls me sir. But he's groovy, and I wanna ask him to be in a movie or make a dream team. And like back in the day, I'll even yell. Get down! All right, sorry about that. <laughs> what I meant to play is this. Yeah. Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> I'm yelling Kimba. Oh, I'm like a lion named Simba. You will remember. I am people. Uh, all right, Sean. That's right. We've had two games of the NBA Finals since our last episode, and the Bucks won them both. We really kind of wrote the Bucks off last time. Um, well, I thought they would win the next two games. Actually, did we? I don't remember what we said. I thought they were. You, I thought they were going to win one. I yeah, think. you said it was going to be three-one. I thought. I thought they would get both the home games. Um, I think I I think I did say Suns in six though, and I think you said Suns in five. Well, I think the Bucks are probably going to win this finals now. Uh, it feel it's it's feeling that way for me, uh, but that's mainly because Chris Paul reminded us that he's fucking Chris Paul. In a oh my god! Game. I gotta say, I mean the the rundown just says, "Boy, did Chris Paul do some Chris Paul shit." <laughs> And and what does what does that mean to you, Joey? Uh, it means fall down and turn the ball over in the last two minutes of a close playoff game. <laughs> yeah, he was like missing shots, and some people, some players are like, "I'm missing shots. I got to contribute in other ways." And the way Chris Paul did it was a really weird amount of foul seeking. There was a crazy... Okay, so... What was working for Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder got so many bullshit calls in this game uh just by falling down, and Chris Paul was like, ah, yes, I know how to do this too. And just started fucking So, So the biggest play, maybe like, I would say this is probably the second biggest play of the game, when... I think the Suns were only down two points at this yes, point. Yeah. And he was trying to split a double team mm-hmm. where he was being guarded by, I think, Drew Holiday. And then Giannis like, went over and showed. And Chris Paul just fell down. Mm-hmm. And he kind of acted like he got fouled. And then even Chris Paul was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, then no one, no one is going to buy this. I just fell. But um, earlier, um, Drew Holiday was doing was was like guarding him full court periodically, mm-hmm. but kind of like just running with him and just kind of tiring him out. And there was one moment when uh, Jake Ratter inbounded it to him and then was 
kind of going to just set a screen for Paul to free him up to just dribble up on the court. And Chris Paul, uh, it was like shades of that old game against the Thunder when he was like 90 feet from the basket Mm -hmm. and decided to pretend like he got a shooting foul. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he like kind of ran into Drew Holiday and did that same like flailing thing that will never get a like no one's ever going to call a shooting foul Mm -hmm. behind half court and luckily jay crowder was just there to grab the floating ball Mm -hmm. but it would have been incredibly embarrassing like if jay crowder was one step further that would have been a like weird flop that led to drew holiday dunking on him i mean this whole i hate to be an officiating guy Uh uh-huh but the officiating in game four was insane. Well, one particular play was well, insane, but, I also, would say. At one point, Jay Crowder got like four straight fouls by just falling down. Yeah, falling down in like... <laughs> well, no one cl- touched him. I would say it was a clownish manner, too. Yes. Like, like, he fell down... I literally texted Dave Dufour, this is embarrassing for the league. <laughs> well, he Jay Crowder was falling down the way that I like fall down in front of my nephew, Mm -hmm. like, like, like literally going, Whoa. And like (laughs) waving my arms and legs. And then like clearly gently rolling onto my shoulder, (laughs) but just being like, Oh, I lost my balance. And then Jay Grutter was getting whistles for that. And if you see, if you see those plays in isolation, they they look crazy. (laughs) They're really insane. Like, (laughs) <laughs> Look, basketball is not basketball fans are not allowed to make fun of soccer ever again. Yeah, after Jabe Crowder's performance in Game Four of the well, NBA, I just playoffs. I I like started to rethink my feelings about NBA basketball when I started seeing clips of like Lillard and oh, in the who's FIBA the other game? yeah, just like just like missing layups and then. Beal. Beal was doing it a lot. Beal did it. And in fact, Devin KD Booker did was it. doing it a lot in the mm-hmm. FIBA game, too. Yeah. And Devin Booker, I I do not think this is a common thing that he did. But I think, like, as the announcers told us, this team has taken on the character of Chris Paul. Like, his spirit infuses them even when he's out with an injury. And there was a play at the end of the game where Devin Booker, like, drove to the basket. And it was a normal play. Like, he just... You know, he's being guarded by Giannis, and he he missed the layup and just decided to hit the deck like someone shot him. Yeah. And the Bucks, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why the Bucks got so many fast break points is that sometimes they, when they would get a steal, mm-hmm. a Phoenix Suns player would just like lay down on the right they were like doing like uh it was like if the harlem globetrotters were also doing the monty python ministry of walks Uh Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh and uh it was just i i mean look chris paul is going to play better in game five i think i don't (laughs) i mean he'll play better either he'll play like shit for three quarters again Uh uh-huh and have be really good in a fourth quarter or he'll be really good for three quarters and then lose the game in the fourth quarter. I like, mean, there's no I, other way that it goes for him. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, they'll be back home. They'll be better. <laughs> but yeah, he he looks very tired, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that is 
Okay, can we get I'm to standing Drew on his tippy toes to look taller than Sabrina? I Sabrina Andescu. <laughs> that that made him really tired. Um, so it is very weird to watch Drew Holiday in this series, who is simultaneously delivering like an amazing defensive performance and then one of the worst offensive. I don't even think he's I've been seen. that good on defense. He was at the end of the game in Game Four, but man. Uh-huh. Like his at, shot is really not falling. At one point, I I texted again to our friend Dave Dufour. Coach Doof. At the in the first half, I was like, "Man, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are fucking bozos." <laughs> I mean, I I have to say that. Uh, well, do you want to talk about Middleton or Holiday? Let's talk about Holiday first. Sure, sure. So he was four of twenty. Mm-hmm. Nice, Hell yeah, dude. Right? Uh, seven rebounds, seven assists, uh, three steals. The Bucks just the thing he's been good at though is getting the ball to Giannis, getting the ball to people, and just not ever losing the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shot selection has not been tremendous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does not seem to be able to make a floater or a layup. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was so bad at shooting. Uh-huh. That the with the with what a minute and a half left to go in the game, they the refs just let Devin Booker bear hug him for his sixth foul and didn't call a foul because they were like, You're not gonna make it anyway. That was not what happened. But <laughs> that's the joke that's, I'm making. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing though that you were like more confident with Giannis at any point. You're like, Yeah, he can he can make that three. I mean <laughs> No one made any threes except Middleton and Con- oh, Bobby Portis made a three. I'm sorry, I apologize to well, White Robert Pat Portis. Put back Robbie Patty. Por- uh, my friend was Rob hitting Portis, threes all my over personal friend. <laughs> Your friend Rob Portis. Rob Portis. That's what his buddies call him. <laughs> We're in a fight club together. Uh, <laughs> I'm terrified of him. Every time I get drawn, I like pretend I have diarrhea and I leave yeah. the fight club. But yeah, well, you don't want to fight crazy eyes. I'm um, not fighting crazy eyes. Uh, Middleton, again, um, I don't know how to describe this Chris Middleton phenomenon, Joey, where, again, in this game where you were like, Middleton is a bozo, mm-hmm. he, then uh, he had scored 40, 40 points. points. Yeah, he yeah, scored yeah. 40 points. <laughs> he had a bunch of steals. Um, what, what, what is it about Chris Middleton? And I, I'm with you on this. I probably would not have called him a bozo, but at the same time, there is something about him when you're seeing him play that does not inspire confidence. And then every other game, <laughs> he goes on like a personal 12 to nothing well, run. It's a weird thing where all of the shots he takes are shitty and they either all go in or none go in. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Chris Middleton hit an open shot. <laughs> Because the only shots he takes are being closed out by two people. <laughs> well, and it was it was weird because they the in the fourth quarter they started running an unstoppable uh Giannis Middleton pick and roll. Pick and roll yeah. Except Middleton just wasn't that open mm-hmm. on almost I mean Any shot. He, he had a couple he had a couple relatively open threes, mm-hmm. but like it's it's just so weird because 
he at at times you're like, well, he could just make a shot from anywhere. Yeah. And then you're like, well, he shouldn't shoot from anywhere. It's yeah. very weird that a guy that that inspires so little confidence has had multiple 40-point games this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's hard to do. Well, Sean, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who's the pop culture equivalent of Chris Middleton? Yeah, because not only is he does he not look effective, mm-hmm. and then is periodically he's bad and then great and, and, and like then bad again for yeah. being bad. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I'm thinking of actors because I'm not sh- I I'm not confident in a musician that fits this right rubric in the I same think way. Actor is also correct, right? Because because I just think, I think that like I think the are, answer is Ben Affleck. Oh my god. <laughs> where where you're you're it's like it's Geely, it's uh he's making like what's the like what's the Jersey Christmas girl. reindeer we're making reindeer games. games. Yeah. He's making the but sum then it's of like, all like, oh, he directed Gone oh, yeah. Baby Gone? <laughs> yeah, no, he, won, he won a Best Picture Oscar yeah. <laughs> for a movie that no one respected him enough to, to make him a director. director. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like that one because he also got famous as a sidekick. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're like, oh, you're just riding the Matt Damon train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, anyone could do that. And then, and then occasionally you're like, yeah, I think this guy's a terrible actor. And then you watch Gone Girl, and you're like, I think he might be a great actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like he looks like he's the wrong size for a lot of parts, like mm-hmm. just like Chris Middleton. Yeah, like uh, Chris Middleton also looks too heavy to be playing Batman right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like, why would he? Why? Why is he dragging a chain? Like, why is Chris Middleton's face like that? And then, and also, I would say that uh, the the Tom Clancy series discarded him just like the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, discarded right. Chris Middleton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's it. Chris what Middleton. What we need to do is get Chris Chris Middleton in the View Askewiverse. Uh huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can fit in there. What's Kevin Smith doing these days? Jason Lee's podcasting, of course. I guess he's podcasting all the time. He's always podcasting. <laughs> also, I think I read he sold a movie as an NFT. Is that right? I mean, that seems correct. <laughs> Look, there's only one thing Kevin Smith should be se- uh, selling as an NFT, and it's the worst tweet of all time. Oh, and he wrote yeah. it. I'm not going to read it on the podcast, but... Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's romantic. Yeah, he's selling a horror movie called Kilroy Was Here as an NFT. Um, anyway, I don't, I mean, I don't understand any of that, but also, um, you know what? Good for him. I gotta say, I'm still, I'm still a supporter. Am I interested in his new products? No, not at all. Did Mallrats and Clerks give me an unusual amount of joy? Also, yes. Um, Sean, can Kevin Smith get a guest set? Uh, September 29th at the San Francisco. You know, line. he, he, he can, but he's got to He's got to respect the, the clock. I'm, wor- I'm worried about him running the light. I'll say that. I'll say that for sure. But also, um, he's the one person that can absolutely wear shorts on stage. Mm-hmm. So that I'm well, normally. Cause they're basically pants. Yeah, they're so they're, long. They're, they're, pants. they're pretty long, yeah. but yeah, he, he can do that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Speaking of uh, wearing shorts and black socks and dress shoes, uh-huh. um, Devin Booker showing up to Game Three. 
in that outfit kind of looked like a Kevin Smith character. <laughs> he did kind of look like a Kevin Smith character. I mean, what he really looked like was a character from Swingers, but I tweeted that already. Oh, okay, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I said, isn't this the guy who pulled the gun in the movie Swingers? Oh, Sue. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's funnier to say the guy. No, you know no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... um yeah, you know, what did he he really did not uh play well in that game. No. <laughs> he was really good in game four, even though he should have fouled out. It was um, the weirdest performance because he didn't make any threes. And I mm-hmm. think that But he was getting like a billion layups at first. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, I mean he was it was great. It was just very weird that the Suns were just like we will only play in the mid-range now. I will say it's... Only Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder are allowed to shoot threes. I will say it's a really weird thing where the two best players in this series basically aren't worth talking about. Where it's right. like, yeah, Giannis and Devin Booker are just going to score, are going to have like historical games, but what it's really going to come down to is which disappointing Chris... Uh-huh. Who's, uh, which disappointing Chris isn't gonna shit his pants? Well, and it's also like, who's gonna win the battle between Cam Johnson and Pat Connaughton tonight? <laughs> but it's like, people really kind of don't even talk about Devin Booker and Giannis at this point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were talking about him a lot during the game. I mean, and the thing they were talking about was him obviously committing his sixth and seventh yeah. fouls and still staying in the game. So it'll be it'll be interesting. That was one of the more bizarre things I've seen. Uh, Joey, I also um, would like to formally apologize. I don't think I have apologized to Kim Johnson for this. Mm-hmm. I made a mean uh, Blink-182 song about him being too old mm-hmm. after he got drafted. He rules. He's really good. He's tight. Uh, but I do have a question for you. Yeah. Is two cams... One cam too many. Yes. I think so, too. And I think if you have to pick one, I'm sorry, campaign, you're out. Yeah, even though I like him, too. But here's the thing. What do you think of when you think of Cameron? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. And then I think of Duke's Arena. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you've got the hardcore born-again Christian from the Left Behind movies and Growing Pains. It's not great. You know what I mean? There's not like a lot of great. Well, you know who is a great Cameron, though? Uh, Jay Cameron Mitchell. That's a great Cameron. The Um, the director of Short Bus? uh, No, Jay Cameron (laughs) Mitchell. Isn't that uh, Jerry from Succession? Uh, Ken Lonergan's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's Jay Smith Cameron. Sorry. But yes, that's Ken Lonergan's wife. Jerry from Succession. She rocks. That's Ken Lonergan's wife? Yeah. God, she rules. Yeah. All right, well, cool that's, that's a point for Cameron. Uh, I gotta say... John Cameron Mitchell, the director of Short Bus. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that one's a... Your mileage may vary. Yes. I'm gonna say on that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll, I'll also say James Cameron... Mm-hmm. Is is a lot of Cameron. He is yeah, he is supporter of the too much one only. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Cameron I mean, you Diaz. Can't she's doubt retired. The, Cameron she's Diaz retired. is great though. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<laughs> um, Cameron Mitchell. What about Cameron Mitchell, Sean? Um, that uh, old, he's like an old dead guy, right? <laughs> Cameron, man, I can't even. I'm gonna have to Google that one, and then I will give you a. That's just like a name I know. <laughs> he's an American film actor who was in exploitation films in the 70s and 80s. Sure, sure, sure. Um, he is. He has been dead for quite mm-hmm. some time. Oh he's yeah, the Cameron Mitchell's like millionaire. Yeah, I know who Cameron Mitchell is. He's like a. B, he's like in a lot of like shitty B movies. He's cool. Um, I like that he's in an unsold TV pilot and from 1959. What the title of this show is? What? I am a lawyer. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, I know uh, we have a lot more on the rundown, but I think this is our. It's our episode. I think it. Yeah, is there we anything don't, we don't you have that really want to do about. here? One last thing. Uh, let's trade. Uh, I'm going to give. Let's give. Uh, will you read a quote about Clay Thompson from Andre Iguodala? Sure. And then I will read a quote from Clay Thompson and then we'll close it out. Okay. Uh, Andre Iguodala went on another podcast of a person I don't like, so I'm not going to give uh-huh. him a plug. But he said uh, the only thing about Clay, about Clay Thompson, is he'll get bored. People are like, who's the better shooter, Steph or Clay? And I'm like, it depends on if Clay wants to play with his dog or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it seems, that's Sounds a right. weird way to phrase that, but also I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all right, and my quote is from Clay Thompson himself on the IG Live. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about the draft? Great. Two lotto picks. Don't come around too often. We call those assets in the business world, and business is booming. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug besides September 29th at the headlining the punchline in San Francisco? Oh, well, um, oh, I'm going to do some shows with Todd Barry in September, too, but I actually oh. don't know where they are yet. But uh, we should mm-hmm. figure out something for Todd to do on this stupid show we have. Um, yeah, he'd do it. He'd I do know it. He would. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at uh-huh. Frankie Muniz, where on <laughs> July 4th, I tweeted, I want a hot dog. <laughs> Sean, did you write a song? <laughs> You know, I did, but I was not able to record it. Oh, because, right, because your uh, computer's not working. What old song do you want me to play? I don't want to play that Cam Johnson song because I feel bad about it mm-hmm. right now. Sure. Um, we talked a lot about Genie Bus. You got any Genie Bus songs? I don't have a Genie Bus song. You should song. have a Genie Bus song. What you I know. I, she's, a, she's a beautiful lady. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about Chris Paul. You got any Chris Paul songs? It's a big Chris Paul. I, I do have a bunch of Chris Paul songs. Uh, Let's see. I mean, it could be. You know what? Why don't you play? It's not directly about Chris Paul, but it kind of is. How about um, our song about the Houston Rockets, our Violent Femme song about the Houston Rockets, Stat It Up? Sure. Um, that's playing under us right now. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, trust the process. 
Trust the process. And shut it down. Don't think too hard about the uh, the Chris Paul State Farm universe. And let's go home. May. After May. I will lose. And I will complain. But the May. After this May. I will flop, and I will audit. Why can't I get just one assist? Why can't I get just one assist? A triple doubles when I can't resist, so I pass a jail green. And he missed. Why can't I get just one board? Why can't I get just one board? I'm crashing the glass like Harrison Ford. But Tyson Chandler tipped it to Eric Gordon. Why can't I get just one bucket? Why can't I get just one bucket? Harden dribbled for 20 seconds, fuck it. But I waited in the corner for just one game. After game, I get the ball and throw it away. But the game's on Thursday night. I'm gonna cook like Walter White. Oh my, 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 more You should have checked the shot chart outside the key I know you're trying for team chemistry But Russ will put a bad shots with impunity Whoa, whoa, wama, 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 Westbrook Take a look now, his D ain't textbook He's dribbling around thinking about his next look Doesn't know the plays, but he's got a sketch But don't shoot, shoot, shoot that pull-up three Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that pull-up three It won't help your efficiency to don't shoot Shoot, shoot that pull up three. Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that pull up three. Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that pull up three. Might as well toss it in the sea, but don't shoot, shoot, shoot that pull up three. Anderson open at the top of the key. Harden let it fly from 33. Share the ball, slip and fall, writhe on the ground for a foul call. Stats to analyze, stats hypnotize, stats make Daryl evangelize. Our tweets will make you roll your eyes. Then Tony Contract talks were full of lies. Oh my, 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 more. Next chapter of this story, the tab is open, we're at Bubba Gums. Let's hope we don't need our stomachs pumped. Oh my, 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 more. More losing than Nemo and Dory. Tillman's restless, he's ready to stab. He thinks a rainforest cafe's really rap. Not resting dudes on back to backs. Forgetting to pay the luxury tax. After round two, when they stink it up, he says, Call Nate Silver Cell, I'm gonna stat it up. Stat it up, 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 stat it up. You got 
got to start it up, start it up of May After May Have that team forgets how to play But next year we'll win the chip And pay in the bonuses when they tell me sick Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.